Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to Attacking Third, brought to you by Ford. The NWSL semifinals are coming up on Sunday, and we have a big show for you. I'm Jenny Chu, joined by Jordan Angeli and Darian Jenkins, here to fill you in on all things ahead of the semifinal weekend. But first, um, let's go into the news, where it is now confirmed that Angel City FC named Becky Tweed as their club manager on Thursday. This is something that we have been talking about, but it is now official. Tweed took over as interim manager for the fired Freya Kuhn this past June, who left Angel City with just Two wins, three draws, and six losses. But under the English woman's leadership, ACFC rallied to post eight wins, five draws, and just two losses in all competitions, reaching the NWSL playoffs for the first time in club history. Tweed joined Angel City as an assistant coach ahead of the 2023 season. We move on to the next set of news where UEFA and France football announced that two new awards have been added to the Ballon d'Or Awards for Men's and Women's Coach of the Year. The rest of the trophy lineup are the Men Ballon d'Or, Women Ballon d'Or, uh, Copa Trophy for the best player under 21 years old, Yashin Trophy for best goalkeeper, and Jared Muller Trophy to be awarded to the top scorer. And a bit of news back stateside that we are very excited about here at Attacking Third. The NWSL announced more details about the 2023 NWSL Skills challenge that takes place on November 10th in Del Mar, California. Two teams of NWSL players will face off against each other in a series of competitions including player shootouts, two-on-two tech ball, and the crossbar challenge. Some of the confirmed players in the lineup include Messiah Bright, Katie Lund, Denise O'Sullivan, and Lola Bonta. The winning team, guys listen to this, will be awarded $25,000. I know that this got us talking boots? today. <laughs> where are my boots? I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> I am Lisa Bill. Bye, guys. ladies. <laughs> this is the Been first nice time. to know you. <laughs> this is the first time that there's a skill challenge. I was so excited to hear this news. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. And I think that putting a prize on it like that, too, is going to incentivize players to come to the final, to participate, to uh, do something really fun and unique. And I know that this was a big push in NWSL last year, that mm -hmm. they wanted as many players players not participating in the game to come to the game and be a part of championship weekend. Well, this is a really good opportunity for that. I don't know about their tech ball skills because that is a very difficult, um, unique game. But I think that we have to start to pick some players. It said those players that were listed. Yeah, give us the four. And more. Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like we gotta talk are about- you, Are you on this list or something? Are you already and more, we, Darian? I wish I was. I, I would have loved to do this. I retired a season too early because now the <laughs> NWSL is all these bonuses and- There's the, money involved yeah, now. Well, of course, I would have loved to do that. I love tech ball. Um, but who would you want to pick from the NWSL to be, like say if you had to pick a partner, who would you pick? Ooh. For Dabinia. tech ball? Yeah. is my partner for everything. One. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was <laughs> yeah, say but there's Dabinia countries that are very, yes, very yeah. technical. Who would you oh, pick, Jenny? That's a good one. I think she just stole it. That's a good one. Davinia? Oof. You know, I like I Marta. Marta. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Honestly, I probably, too, would pick, I know she's still playing, but I think I would pick Christine Sinclair because you're doing crossbar, you're doing 1v1 challenges. Also the whole thing, yeah. Oh, could you yeah, pick yeah, a different yeah. one? Are you just talking about tech ball? I was right just now? talking about tech ball. But oh, yeah. The, the Brazilians thing. play tech ball too. Like yeah. that, that's their background. Yeah, the whole thing is a different story. Ooh. Huh. Okay, so the 1v1 challenge, you get a goalkeeper because Katie Lund is clearly in this. Who would be your goalkeeper that you're choosing to be in your 1v1 I mean, battle? Is it, a, is it a regular size what goal? What kind of 1v1 it? is this? Because, you know, there's I'm not, two cones. I mean, you guys no, you got goals, Jenny. I need specifics. <laughs> I, I, Jenny, I hope they'd give us goals. I'm just saying, 1v1 to cones is like the worst thing I ever played in college soccer. <laughs> that, I hated that. That was a I very UNC I, thing. I feel yeah. like that you guys did oh, that yeah. all the time. Run, run, run. I think I'd pick Lola Bonta for a 1v, like a 2v2 Ooh. challenge. Absolutely. She's so crafty and clean on the ball and yeah. competitive. She does not like to lose. So yeah. I think I, I'm equally the same. I'd, I think I'd be upset if I lost, so I'd pick low. I also think you're saying that you have a lot of celebrations in your back pocket. Girl, you know I like to dance. <laughs> Come on. You know what? Tobin Heath would have been a good one. She's very, very saucy, very technical. Mm -hmm. I feel like she could hit the crossbar. One-on-ones totally. would be her specialty. Oh, yeah, Tech ball. We just need her back in the league to mm -hmm. participate. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you, you said for a player, whether it's current or not, who would I yeah. want? Yeah. Tobin Heath. Interesting. All right, well, speaking of Tobin Heath's former teammate, let's, let's take a listen into Beth Mead speaking to Morning Footy. City of done incredible they've had an amazing start to the season um you know they've not had much change within the squad so they've played with each other they know what they're about and it should be an amazing game you know two big teams two very good footballing teams um it's always been a good match and yeah looking forward to it so yeah hopefully we can get the win but it's a big game this weekend all right, Arsenal is playing against Manchester City on Sunday, and the Gunners are coming into this match a little farther behind than they probably assumed they would be considering their Champions League run last season. Uh, right now, Arsenal is in seventh place with seven points. Man City topped the group with ten points currently. How do Arsenal take these three points and potentially be equal with Man City? Because that would be massive for them. It's going to be an interesting match, and I think what Beth Mead said right there is these are two footballing teams, and it is going to be a lot more open than these other games that we've seen Manchester mm -hmm. City play or even Arsenal play this year because there will be spells where it is going in Arsenal's favor and there's going to be spells where it's going in Man City's favor and how the teams stay together and compact and also – dictating play without the ball is going to be huge yeah. for both of these teams. You're going to be okay at times not having some of the possession. For Arsenal, I think the, the biggest thing that I, I look at them and I get a little curious about is, is right now Katie McCabe is their leading goal scorer. And yeah. go Katie McCabe. But when you're looking at this squad, that's not the number one person that you're thinking is going to lead the line for them. So can they start to get everybody else clicking? Because right now, attacking-wise, that hasn't – things aren't on the right page for this yeah. Arsenal squad. No, I agree. I think they're lacking – 
they're not finishing enough. And they have such a stacked front line. Alessia Russo, Katie McCabe, Kim Little, Ford, uh, Beth Mead, who's now back. Mm -hmm. And I think they've really... They're going to need Beth Mead a lot more than I think we realize because I think she brings a lot of connectivity. She got an assist in her first match back from her injury, which so happy for her for that um, against Aston Villa and gave them the dub over them. But I do think they just need more cohesiveness. They need to finish. How do you not have more goals with this attack? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think this is going to be crucial for them. And then... In the same vein, Man City has just been on fire. I think they have they have so many goal scorers. Jill Ward, another player that you yeah. wouldn't think is going to be the top goal scorer, with three goals and one assist um, coming from the midfield. But I think Kiara Keating is a player I have to shout out. I have fangirled over her a couple shows ago of just how effective she is. She kept them in the game against Chelsea when they were so there were so many red cards in that match. Um, but she has a 90, 91% save percentage, and she is only 19 years old. She just got her first call up to the Lioness says and I think it's been so good for her confidence and she really leads from the back at such a young age but Man City has a lot of weapons up front Chloe Kelly Bunny Shaw um, Jill Ward Mary Fowler just came off of a banger with Australia (laughs) she is in form so I'm happy to see her back with this team Uh, it's going to be a really really good matchup but I think you're right it's going to be a game of what do you do off of the ball that's not overselling yourselves or overexhausting yourselves trying to get back in possession and then really taking care of it and putting away your chances. I think Arsenal really needs to focus yeah. on that. For Manchester City, they're going to be without Alex Greenwald, Greenwood, who mm-hmm. w- was the best defender at the World Cup. I would say, if not the best, one yeah. of the best. She was great for the English national team. She gets injured with England over the weekend, and so they, they won't have her in that match. And I, I think that that is going to be interesting, how they adapt and bring in a, a different player in that back line that has been pretty stable for them. You mentioned Roared Centrally, and I think the midfield battle of both of these teams is going to be super interesting. Mm-hmm. And I love Hasegawa, the Japanese international there centrally for Manchester City. And the way she dictates the pace of the play, sometimes slowing it down, sometimes speeding it up, keeping it on one side to overload that side and knowing, okay, well, that's enough. Let's switch the point of attack. Her cadence is going to be important for them if they if Manchester City gets out of wants to get out of this game with a win. Uh, because Arsenal feels it feels it's not desperate. That's not the word, but they want to get clicking, attacking wise. And so, how does yeah. Manchester City nullify that? I think it's how the the pace of which they play. No, I agree, and I think something that Manchester City will have to shut down is McCabe. Yes. Because she leads the aggression the on tuck. this team. Yeah, I think she. That's the shirt tuck. You love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. Would you tuck yeah. your shirt in now? Heck yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't. Maybe, maybe I'd try I mean, it. If I was, and my shirt's tucked in yeah. now. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, no, but I think she leads this team in aggression. She lights a fire within them. She leads the team in yellow cards, which I love. You need oh, that team. Yeah. But kind of goes into tackles and isn't afraid to lay somebody out just to get everyone amped up and bring some more energy. And she's scoring bangers. So I think for City to be successful, especially uh, on the wing, I think they need to shut down McCabe. But it's yeah. going to be a good battle. But you know what? When you talk about McCabe, McCabe just played because it was it's international break. She just played with um, Ireland against Albania, and they got that win. Yeah. That was maybe it dried out yet. That, exactly, <laughs> you know what I was just doing over here? I was like trying to find the footage of how wet that match was because the that ball was insane. Wasn't even moving. It was crazy. 
The ball was not able to move across the field. I haven't seen a game like that in a really long time. New boots no. for everybody there yeah. because those ones are ruined. I'm crazy. sure she's going to enjoy coming back into a, a fresh pitch, not <laughs> soaked <laughs> in rain. All right, you got to give me your predictions here, though, because we talked about all of the reasons why and what each team can do. Um, but where do you think is it going to happen in this one, Jordan? I think with the, the change in the back line, I actually think that Arsenal is going to take this one. I think it's going to be a two-to-one game. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I was going to say 3-1 City. Mm -hmm. I think okay. Arsenal is going to put one away, but... I do think City's attack is one to be reckoned with. Yes. And I think if they put one or two away, it's just going to knock the confidence and they're going to keep going. Yeah. All right. Oh, incredibly interesting. I think I'm going Manchester City on this one. I, it's interesting that you mentioned that defensive aspect. But uh, when we come back, we're going to preview the semifinals between Portland and Gotham. You're not going to want to miss it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Attacking Third, presented by Ford. You've heard all our opinions and analysis, but it is not a preview without Sandra Herrera's opinion. Sandra, <laughs> let's talk about this dream matchup rankings that you wrote about um, in an article for CBS Sports. What are you thinking your, your dream matchups are? You know, I, I'm loving all the final four teams going into this semifinal. I think each of them, when you go down the list, they have all of these storylines that you can kind of follow and hype up. So I thought it would be fun to maybe kind of rank this. It's always fun to provide readership with an opportunity to dunk on you. And why not give them an opportunity to give their uh, their own views on, on ranking this? But I had to go through all of them. And, and I thought, what if we went four to one San Diego wave in Gotham. I got ranked at number four, believe it or not, the Cascadia rivalry, which I believe to be a dream finals matchup for the league is only number three for me. And the number two, I've got San Diego wave and Portland thorns. And because this is dream rankings, not what we actually believe are going to happen rankings. I'm going with Oral rain and Gotham as my number one dream ranking for a championship final because who doesn't want to see a couple of veterans go head to head and Megan Rapinoe and Ali Krieger to fight for one last trophy. Sandra, I love that. The dream rankings, OL Reign and Gotham. But let's go to what would lead up to that, which would be the Thorns and Gotham matchup. I'm personally really excited for this match full of superstars. Who are some of your game changers that will separate this game? Yeah, I'm, you know, when it comes to to that first one in terms of the the schedule for for Thorns and in, in Gotham, I've got 
players that I'm keeping an eye on everywhere. So I've got, you know, young players for the kids to root for. I've got, you know, an eye for the veterans, for for the old heads to to cheer for. But when it comes to to this matchup, I'm I'm also looking at the X factors going in to these games. And I think for the Thorns, they've got a few of them. I'm going to keep an eye on Olivia Moultrie for for Portland Thorns. Look, she's the 18-year-old midfielder, but she's been with this organization since she was 13 years old, was the youngest player to say, I'm going to go pro and join the Thorns uh, Youth Academy, but didn't actually get the opportunity to start playing for this team uh, till she signed an official contract in 2021. Yeah, she had to go through litigation with the league over that, but I think all is well that ends well. And now in 2023, we witnessed her getting more starts with this Portland Thorns side. So over 21 appearances with 11 starts. I think she's just such a unique player. Her ability to go ahead and navigate the lines, create attacking sequences, that's been on full display this season. So I think she's a little bit of that X factor going to the league. Will will they or will they not start her? That is yet to be seen. But whatever time she gets on the pitch, I'm sure she's going to make an impact. And for Gotham, I'm going to keep an eye on Allie Krieger. I think a lot of folks are going to keep an eye on the veteran defender. She's had a bit of a renaissance season this year. She's uh, one half of Gotham's center back pairing, and she's after she's played most of her career as a fullback. So her positional awareness for me has been a real highlight this year. She's going to have a lot on her plate. I think defending the likes of uh, Sophia Smith or Morgan Weaver or even a Christine Sinclair. But um, this is a player who's no stranger to high stakes game. And, uh, you know, with her imminent retirement, I know her and the team are, are motivated to kind of keep their playoff run going. So, Sandra, we, before we get to the next game, we got to know who do you think is going to win this game then? Uh, yeah, no, that, I appreciate you guys letting me go through my my dream rankings, because what I actually <laughs> think is going to happen is we're going to get uh, a classic number one versus number two. So when it comes to this semifinal, I think that the Portland Thorns have just a little bit more going for them in this semifinal. I think they're going to walk away with the win. Well, if you have Portland winning, I'm wondering whether Sophia Smith is an X factor for you in this. Do you see her starting? Because we've been seeing her get time with club and country. Is this something that Portland has to start with? I think it's great that she's got a full 45 minutes coming out of this October window with the United States women's national team. But when we're looking to these knockout rounds, head coaches also have to game plan and prepare for the possibility of extra time, penalties. And what can Sophia Smith give and provide for this team moving forward in a knockout round stage? And I think you want to try to give her the opportunity to have the most amount of time and impact. And I think maybe, just maybe, they could start her off the bench, depending on where she is minimum-wise. All right, so let's now go to that match in San Diego. I think we we get what you're putting down there in this Portland game. I am curious. This is, you know, it's the semifinal, but it's really the battle of the coolers, right, Sandra? Laura Harvey, Casey <laughs> Stoney, they got tricks in those coolers that we don't always know about. But on the pitch, who do you feel like are going to be the biggest impact players for both of these teams? Yeah, I think we've been talking about this player for a while now on A3 and Jaden Shaw. I know we're all going to have eyes on her, the 18-year-old attacker for San Diego Wave. Look, this is a player that has shown just even at her young age right now and really her first full season with San Diego because she really only had a half season to kind of build with uh, the Wave last year. But she's become a facilitator and a finisher. She has a very special final pass that can really just sort of thread the needle. And because of her unique ability to kind of put a game on a swivel, 
that's going to keep the rain honest, I think, when they're trying to clog up some of San Diego's narrow channels. So, Sandra, our X factor of the semifinals as a whole has been Jane Shaw. Well, personally, mine for the entire <laughs> season, because I think she is just going to be the future of the NWSL. Who's your money on to go to the final then between these two? Uh, again, appreciate the time for the dream finals because I don't think it's going to come down to, to Gotham in the rain. I do think it's going to come down to Portland going up against the wave. Nothing like a shield winner going up against the other number two ranked team in the league who just happened to be the reigning NWSL champions. Right. That's no small feat. So I, I think this is the most competitive uh, NWSL season that we've sort of bared witness to in 2023. I think that trend is going to continue in the semifinals, but I think it's going to shake out to the top two teams going head to head. All right. You gave us San Diego though, Sandra, but you just skipped over all rain. You didn't even give us your player for all rain yet. So we need to know who's that going to be. You, you got Look, you gotta you gotta toss it to me. And now that you toss it to me, I'm gonna catch it and roll with it. <laughs> when it comes to the when it comes to the rain, I, I think they're gonna have to everyone's gonna have to keep an eye on Sofia Huerta, really. I think when we're maybe looking at some of the, the tactics between these two uh, teams, we know that San Diego in the past have, have kind of played a little bit narrow um against the rain. So what will the rain do? What will Harvey do? Will they just try to kind of play around them instead of through them? I think there's no way to, better way of doing that than utilizing Huerta as sort of the main outlet out on the flank. She's no stranger to having multiple touches on the ball for the rain and also serving them up into the box. So, you know, she's also a player that if you give her just enough space, she'll go ahead and take that shot of her own as well. So she's my player to watch for the rain. Sandra, this question is a little bit off the cuff, but I'm thinking Laura Harvey, there's a lot of pressure on her. She wants an NWSL championship. She has never gotten that before. I know we talk about playing for Megan Rapido and Allie Krieger, but do you feel like there is a bit of this that these players want to get Laura Harvey her first ever championship? Yeah, 100%. I look, there's a number of veterans on this all rain franchise. Yes, it's Megan Rapino, but there's also uh, Lou Barnes and, and Jess Fishlock, and of course, their head coach in Laura Harvey. Um, anything can happen in an offseason. Laura Harvey is a name that has been tossed around a lot when it comes to other coaching position, primarily that United States women's national team head coaching position. And she, of course, is going to say that she's locked in and focused on the game in front of her, the team that she's currently managing. But that doesn't mean that things can change somewhere along the way. So I think for now, in this moment, in this brief window of time, they absolutely are going to be motivated to try to make sure they get one for the skipper as well. Mm. Well, Sandra, you know that we're going to you for all of that information on the U.S. Women's National Team coach. Whenever that does come out, whenever <laughs> you have some insight, you know you are our source. Uh, Sandra, thank you so much for always joining us. Thanks, Jenny. Thrilled to be here as always. <laughs> <laughs> we love having you as always. Uh, there's more to come on today's edition of Attacking Third. Don't go anywhere. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A little bit of momentum going Earl Wayne's way into the box again. Headed down. Up and it's in an end. Good ball from Grenadia into Sheehan. Oh, and it's not going. And it's in. It's Weaver back for Well, we've talked about the big match in the WSL. That is Arsenal against Manchester City. And we've talked about the NWSL semifinals. But this is a weekend full of top-notch football. You see Aston Villa against Chelsea there at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports Network. Bayern Munich against Wolfsburg at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday on the CBS Sports Network as well. And, of course, those semifinals are right there on the schedule. So much to watch across our coverage on Golasso Network, Paramount yeah. Plus, CBS Sports Network. There's a bunch of women's football to watch oh, this I weekend. I love it. So cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love every <laughs> second of it. <laughs> All right. So so let's go ahead and talk about one of those matches that we saw there. Aston Villa against Chelsea. That's on Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports Network. Aston Villa currently on zero points in 11th place. And, of course, second place, the Blues. What are you looking forward to on Chelsea's side? Oh, I'm excited. Lauren James back in the mix. We love to see her. I love how effective she is in the game. I think she's one of the most dynamic players, honestly, in the world right now. Um, so I think... Her building on this season and being back in the lineup is great. Also, Mia Fischel, our girl. Mm -hmm. I love that she just came off of a goal with the women's national team, and she's back with Chelsea, so I hope that she gets some significant minutes. But I'm a little heartbroken for Aston Villa. That's a really tough way to start the year um, and be in last place, and then you're going up against a team like Chelsea with their attacking prowess and just how together they play as a team. Uh, but I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of goals both ways. I hope it's not just for Chelsea, yeah. but that's the way it's leaning. We like no. upsets. We like upsets. We yeah. like upsets. This is true. It's going to be a hard one to get an upset in that one if you're Aston Villa. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, and what I'm most curious about with Lauren James, and it seems like whatever's happening in the James, James family right now is good. They're both getting healthy, oh, so yeah. good for them. The mm -hmm. Blues need them on both sides. But for Lauren in particular, we saw her deal with a really difficult moment at the World Cup, and we have yet to really see her not get – I wouldn't say get past it, but to take the next step because she is – absolutely incredible and mm -hmm. she needs to be on the field and doing what she loves to do and what she is so effective at which is going at players 1v1 getting in the mix into the attacking third so I'm just rooting for a good run of health for her so we can see yeah. that game after game especially with this Chelsea offense I don't know how you get everybody on the field at once yeah, but right? I can't wait to watch you know what when you talk about Lauren James though I feel like she's in a perfect environment for her to thrive you know Emma Hayes is such a big fan of hers um, you, you hear her talk about it on the commentary kind of like hey who signed what club team signed her because she's so good mm -hmm. so I feel like that's someone that really cares about her yeah, personally and absolutely. after a difficult moment like the World Cup situation to go back to a place where you feel protected and you feel safe mm -hmm. is so important yeah very 
another game I'm looking forward to this weekend. Of course, my baddies against Portland. You're going to do it? The, I don't even know how Lynn puts her fingers oh like this. Oh, my God. You mean bat-ies? Yeah. yeah. Baddies. <laughs> and, <laughs> <don't die. laughs> and we've Jenny, lost Jenny. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. I yeah, thought, baddies. Got I thought, them. Didn't she call Orlando baddies too? No. Girlies. girlies. My Orlando girlies. This is why this is this is the, the miscommunication. <laughs> this is the miscommunication because <laughs> I thought we got you. Yeah. You're talking bat bat like bat girl baddies. baddies. Like a bat wings, baddies. Wow. I thought you were saying baddies. I mean that too. I don't mind it. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I just had a moment there. I got you. Uh, but I'm really excited for that game. I think that one thing we need to be aware of, though, with this Portland side, is Sophia Smith going to start or is she going to come off of the bench? Because I think they're a different team without her. When they don't have her, there's not someone that has the same ability of hold-up play, back-to-goal, even turning players with her back-to-goal. And she's a threat running in behind. So I think Portland relies more on just a little bit more direct play to Morgan Weaver. Um, they rely on Sugita a lot, Sugita a lot more. So it, I'm curious to see if she starts or comes off the bench, but she's going to be the X factor for this Portland side, in my yeah. opinion. And now that she's back and healthy and getting significant minutes, it's going to be weary for Gotham on the defensive side. And I know you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, well, I, I think Jenny did a really good job in your guys' breakdown of talking about Portland's yeah. deficiencies in defense. But for Gotham, we have not talked about this team who, at Juan Carlos Amros, has them playing some really beautiful soccer in mm -hmm. moments. But, man, is it risky. I know there is a stat out there about Allie Krieger not getting dribbled past maybe like four times this year. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean she's not getting run past because this team plays a high line and that back line sometimes leaves so much space in behind. And if you have Morgan Weaver, if you have Crystal Dunn who likes to float to yeah. the right side and get in behind the back line, that is going to be difficult if you're Gotham. They have to pick and choose the moments that they do press together, but also the times where they need to drop and keep the play in front of them. Otherwise, it is going to be a long night in Portland. No, I, I don't disagree with you and something that's Gotham's biggest strength, but also their biggest weakness at times, is these transition moments. Mm -hmm. But, but, the defensive work rate of Lynn Williams and Midge Purse, I think, is the biggest game changer when they, they are playing. They always get back defensively, huh? They do not stop. I don't know how yeah. they have their legs underneath them for that long in the match, but they come back and help defend so much, even when it's not on their side. Yeah. Um, they're always back in proper defensive positions. The forwards that are dribbling aren't, aren't even expecting them to come and just pick the ball up. And then they're on the other side of the pitch as well. So I think that's going to be something that's going to help them defensively when they are. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. They are going to be caught off guard, and there's going to be a high transition moment. But those two players are going to be key. Mm. Yasmeen Ryan, for me, is incredibly dangerous for Gotham. And that's something mm -hmm. Portland has to keep an eye on. Uh, before the show ends, though, I just wanted to point out, we're on the desk today. Does it feel good? Snaps. I love it. I feel I like feel a real grown-up. So proper. Yeah, I feel like a real grown-up. I feel a little bit more, like, confident up here. Ooh, we, yeah. have, we have a little bit of... You know what? It's the height that I don't typically have by myself. <laughs> it's the height. Uh, okay, welcome, think about Jenny. It. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us on Attacking Third today. This episode was brought to you by Ford. We're going to be back on Monday at 8 p.m. to recap the NWSL semis and talk about all the upcoming finals. Have a great weekend.